News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Hi, I'm Francis Cook and welcome to the show. Pay gaps are real and they're not fair. Whether it's because of your gender or your age or some other fun form of discrimination, there are employers out there who will try to exploit you. Information given to the Herald by Statistics New Zealand shows the average worker earns the most between 40 and 44. It's understandable that younger people are cheaper and you'd hope they'd get paid more as they get more experience. But it doesn't make sense that your earning would drop again when you hit your older 40s. That's nowhere near retirement age. So what's happening to those older workers? Strategic Pay Chief Executive John McGill has an explanation and it doesn't make it sound any better. Your skill set might not be quite as sharp as it used to be. You might find it more difficult to compete against younger employees that might have more energy, sad to say. Meanwhile this week, we've seen an historic moment as three women became the first to use the government's new pay equity mediation service. The gender pay gap leaves women earning 12% less than men, which widens up to 20% if you're in a typically high-earning role. The latest government research into this found 80% of that gap is because of, quote, unexplained factors. Translate that from bureaucrats speak, and it's because of bias, whether or not the bosses are aware of their bias. Clearly, business and government leaders need to do more to fix this, because older people and women getting paid less is just inexcusable. Until they do, I'm a fan of taking whatever action you can yourself. Be open about how much you're paid, talk to co-workers, make sure you're giving your company great work, and then hound your boss for a raise. But is that the right tactic? Here's the latest episode of Cooking the Books. Is your boss ripping you off? News Talk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. I'm joined now by Robert Walters, New Zealand director, Shay Peters. So teenagers unsurprisingly paid the least, but more surprisingly, your earning peaks in your 40s then starts to decline again. Are there any reasons for why this would happen? Well, not anecdotally that I can see, and it's also a, very much of a concern to myself because I'm coming towards that peak now, and it would be a, a dramatic turnaround of events if I start going backwards. Um, it's actually a bit of a surprise to me um, that the data has shown that, or anecdotal sh- um, feedback has shown that. I definitely would have thought it would have been um, you would have been peaking in that next bracket more. 45 to 50, 55. Um, so it does become a, as a bit of a surprise to me. Yeah, I have, um, when I've talked to people about it, I have heard some anecdotal stories of ageism where people believe that they're finding it hard to get a good job when they're approaching retirement age. They um, they think that employers will assume that they want to leave uh, very soon. There's also, of course, the gender pay gap, which is a huge ongoing issue. If people are worried about ageism and sexism, if they think it is a problem, how do you even bring that up? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a bit of a tough one, especially if you feel that you're the one who's being discriminated against. Um, I think if you're within a role um, and you feel as though you're being discriminated against, there's always constructive conversations you can have with your, with your own boss or your own line manager, and it's more around then having a, a conversation around what you can provide, what you need to do to go to that next step, and, and see what they come back with, and almost let them tell you where the issues are or where the gaps are in terms of your own development. I think there are definitely ways you can frame that conversation in the positive without it being too daunting. I did a bit of a walk around in Wellington. I talked to whoever would speak to me about their salary. Uh, and, and the results were really interesting. People were really quite uncomfortable talking about 
um, asking for a pay rise. They seemed very uncomfortable talking about that with their bosses. And they told me varying levels of success stories. Because you'd always worry about um, spoiling the relationship you've got with your employer. Just very firmly putting my cards on the table and pointing out the work I was doing at the time. And in most cases, it was successful. Yeah, actually, last time uh, I ended up resigning and then they gave me more money. So if someone wants a raise, what's the best way to go about it so you can tip the scales in your favour? Well, I think the first point is actually making sure that you've got um, reliable facts and data behind you. And I think when you need to um, work out what your role or your position's worth in the market, and there's various ways of doing that. There's a number of online salary surveys um, that provide pretty good um, data on that, and you can do that research pretty quickly. Another way is to quickly ring a recruitment consultancy that specialises in an area that you that you work in. They'll have a very good understanding of the market and what um, market rate looks like for your particular, your particular salary or skill set. Um, they work with candidates and clients day in, day out on that kind of basis. So there's a very quick way to ensure that you find out that data. But I think that New Zealanders are often seen salary or, or money as a dirty duty type word or duty conversation and, I, and it doesn't need to be. I think you can have a fairly transparent conversation um, with a potential employer or with your current employer around it. I think gone are the days where um, there was a real lack of transparency. There's so much market data out there that people should know what they're worth, I think. Yeah. Do you think that New Zealanders are shy when it comes to money and pay rates? Because I know, uh, particularly for myself, um, I've had to really work on opening up to talk about money, not just with my boss, but with my husband, for goodness sake. I, <laughs> I wasn't comfortable talking about it. And I've had to actively work on that, actively get used to bringing up salary when I'm in a performance review. Um is that normal or am I overly shy? <laughs> no, I think New Zealanders, um, I think New Zealand as a culture has always been typically um, passive aggressive around talking about money. They're very quick to think things, very quick to form an opinion, but much less more likely to, to raise those issues with anyone or even talk about um, the dirty word money with, with people. I think it's just the way that we've been brought up. But that is, that is significantly changing now. Um, you know, the often or off-quoted millennials and that generation have no issue whatsoever talking about money and in fact um, they're quite forward um, as opposed to as opposed to very much backwards when it comes to talking about money they've got no issue raising that as a as a conversation starter so what about are there any traps for particularly for new players because I know a few years back when I was negotiating I got told you can have a little raise now and in a year we'll negotiate and you will get something we'll talk about what you'll get in a year and I thought okay that's fine I didn't get it in writing and uh, when a year rolled around the answer was no way nothing not even a change in conditions and to be honest, I had no one to blame but myself because I hadn't got it in writing. Uh, are there any traps like that around for people when they're going into these talks? Yeah, it's an interesting one, getting something like that in writing. I know as an employer myself, it's not it wouldn't be something that we would necessarily do. We can talk to our own employees around where they're tracking and where they're developing, but a pay rise doesn't exist in a vacuum. I think a pay rise mm. is uh, subject to general market conditions and how the company is going, not just the individual. So it's often seen in a, in a much wider context. Um, I think that employers or, or line managers may be reticent to put something in writing around that. And I can see why. Mm. 
What about, well, how, how would you approach that issue then um, if you're the employee to feel like you've got some certainty or do you just need to wait and, and be hopeful really? Well, I think there's a, I mean, you go into those conversations and I think there needs to be a good faith conversation had with your employer and most employers would honour it where they can. So I don't, I don't think that um, there's too many traps to fall into as long as you're, I guess, proactive around the communication around how you're feeling and, and what you're looking to do. I think we, as we're heading into a candidate short market and salaries have been on the rise over the last 18 months, I don't know whether that will be a real factor going forwards. It may be a perceived um, risk from candidates or employees but I think as we as talent shortages in New Zealand and salaries increase I don't think that will be a real issue um, going forwards for the next two to three years as long as market conditions stay strong. Mm, now just a uh, super quick uh, little sidetrack here you say a candidate short market because things are changing at the moment so can you just really quickly explain to me what you mean there? Yeah sure so business confidence is high and when businesses com- when business confidence is high um, organisations will look to grow and as they grow they often have to need resource to help that or help their ambitious growth plans. And in a market like New Zealand, which is a relatively small labour market, as soon as um, talent is, is getting tapped up to or getting headhunted to move elsewhere, it creates a bit of a flow-on effect. And essentially, we have to then supplement the labour market with people who might be coming from overseas, highly skilled individuals, um, to tap into that. Um, but it's a it's a real supply and demand thing. And as obviously as talent talent grows short in New Zealand, salaries or pressure will be put on salaries, and salaries will rise. Mm. Now, um, when people are talking about, because there's been so much conversation sparked by uh, the the gender pay gap, by Mm -hmm. the the age pay rates, um, a lot of the solutions put around have been whether or not you should share your salary details with your co-workers. I also, when I was out and about, I asked Wellingtonians about that. Opinions were pretty evenly split, I have to say. No, I think that's a uh, personal agreement between the employer and the employee and should stay confidential. I don't really see the harm in it, eh? It's good for competition, keeps people informed as to where they're at or where they should be. Personally, I'm a bit of a fan of people being open about their salary. Even if it's awkward, I do feel like knowledge is power for myself. But uh, do you think people should share their salary? No, I, I think I disagree with you on that one. I think that people are often hired in very different contexts and very, very different labour conditions at that time. And if it's a labour short or skill short market and you're having to headhunt someone out of a job that they're very happy in, you're probably going to have to pay a premium. Now, that context is very different to someone who was hired during a different, um, I guess, a different market condition. And therefore, I think that there's a real risk of creating um, a little bit of a toxic culture around salary discrepancies when they could be for very, very valid and different reasons. I would love to keep talking about this. That's unfortunately all we have time for. But thank you, Shay Peters from Robert Walters. Uh, I want your feedback, your questions, so you can get in touch with me very easily. On Twitter, it's at Francis Cook. On Facebook, it's at Francis Cook Journalist. And don't forget that's Francis with an E. Until next week, have a good one. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB.